Welcome to the Gamers Loft Podcast for all things video games. We will cover it all. The Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Nintendo Wii, PC, and handheld gaming. If you're a gamer, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Gamers Loft. And the Gamers is with a Z, G-A-M-E-R-Z. The Gamers Loft Podcast. Great to have everyone. I uh, hope to make this show a, uh, a big hit out on the interwebs. Uh, my name is Noah Johnson. I am an avid video game, um, video gamer, I should say. Uh, I love video games, and I just love talking about them. Uh, I'm actually, uh, just anything technology, uh, to say the least, uh, I'm very interested in technology and uh, just the ever-changing world that is technology. So if you are a gamer, if you like to talk tech, um, this will be a podcast that I believe you will enjoy and hopefully at some point in time want to take part in. Um, so let's go ahead and move straight into this thing. Uh, I have never podcasted before. This is my first time, but... Um, I listen to a lot of uh, prestigious, I guess you would say, podcasts around the net. Uh, Leo Laporte uh, is definitely an inspiration, as well as a couple other gaming podcasts that are just really fun to listen to. So I thought to myself one day, hey, you know what? I got GarageBand. I got a MacBook Pro. Let's plug in some headphones and, and let's give it a go. So uh, this is not going to be the most polished episode, uh, the most polished podcast, but you know what? Eventually I hope to make it, um, you know, a really, really well-produced podcast. So any advice, any tips, guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it is uh, GamersLoft. That's at GamersLoft, G-A-M-E-R-Z-L-O-F-T. Or you can send me an email at uh, GamersLoft at gmail.com. So that's where you can reach me. That's where you can find me. Uh, I will also have a phone line that I will take well, I will take audio questions, audio comments, and play them back on each show. So if you're interested in that number, I will uh, do that at the end of the show. So let's go ahead and move right into the first segment of the show. Uh, this first segment of the show, uh, it should be very familiar with each and every one of you guys if you're listening to any kind of gaming podcast out there. It is called What Are You Playing? Uh, and what I mean by that segment is is pretty much self-explanatory. What am I playing this week? What am I been playing uh, on all of my systems? So let's go ahead and uh, and start into this thing. So uh, let's go ahead and do it. Here we go. What have I been playing? Oh, man, been playing all kind of things lately. Uh, I've had some time, a little break in the action in real life, so I have definitely had some stuff that I have been playing. Um, first, uh, I want to start off with been playing a lot of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer. Uh, the game's been out for a while, I understand that. A um, bunch of you guys have probably moved on from that and moved on to other things, but myself, uh, I have definitely been uh, to getting in a few hours a day of uh, COD Black Ops. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even that good, really. Uh, it's one. It's one of those things to where uh, your your skill level uh, with Call of Duty Black Ops has to be uh, to a certain level in order for you to even enjoy the game. I believe mine is right at the uh, the breaking point there, right at the bottom of the barrel. I'm definitely not terrible, but I'm I'm definitely not great either. 
it's definitely one of those situations where I get on, uh, I get to play an hour or so, and uh, you know my kills are a little more than my deaths, and, and I get to have a good time doing it. Uh, the way they designed that game, Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, I, I love the maps. The the maps are, are great. Uh, it's a, the Call of Duty series in all the most recent ones with modern starting with you know Modern Warfare two and even uh, with World at War. Uh, the maps uh, were phenomenal. And just a little history uh, with, with me and the Call of Duty Black Ops game. I, I completed the uh, campaign of that game in one sitting uh, when I got that game. I went to the midnight release. Uh, did not go home and play it that night. Was too tired. Woke up the next day, went to work, came home, put it in the system, did not stop, uh, but for a a few bathroom breaks and something to drink. So the campaign, I was definitely enthralled in. Uh, The the game itself is just so so well designed. Graphics are great. Uh, The only complaints that I would have about the Call of Duty Black Ops game itself would be some of the levels, the level design. Um, I believe is kind of ridiculous. You would get to a point, there was this one level in particular where I remember... Uh, going down this hill, uh, and, and you were going towards a bunch of enemies, and you would think that you would have killed them all, and they just continue to respawn. I just believe that's just a, a, a level design flaw. Uh, it, myself, I understand that you're going to have your enemies respawn, but uh, up to that point in the game, once you killed all the enemies, they were gone. So it was kind of one of those things that threw me for a loop, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, some of the major, major uh, cutscenes in the game. Uh, were just so much fun to watch. The story element of the game, wow. Uh, I was so, so into it. Uh, I was so interested to see Mason, his story, uh, where it was going, the twists and the turns. Um, And and if you have not played Call of Duty Black Ops, I recommend it. Uh, If you think it's just one of those big-budget titles that you're not going to like, it's going to fall into the cliche of every other first-person shooter, uh, you are uh, extremely wrong. I recommend going to see, uh, you know, going to pick it up. Go go rent the game uh, for about five or seven days. See if you like it, and then go pick it up on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's, you know, dropped it about 20 bucks in price. So go check that out. Call of Duty Black Ops. Been playing a lot of that lately. Uh, so I just kind of, I won't talk about that anymore. I don't want to bore you guys with any more Black Ops talk. So the next game that I have been playing, I have only been playing for a couple days because it just came out. Kill Zone 3. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't even know where to start on this game. Uh, Kill Zone 2. Got halfway through the campaign. Terrible. Did not like that game. And I know some of you will disagree with me uh, 100%. But you know what? Each to their own. Uh, if you like Kill Zone 2, that is great. Uh, I just could not get into the game. I could not get into the story. Um, but man, Kill Zone 3 is a different, different story. Uh, when the game starts, uh, I, I love this beginning of this game, the cinematic uh, it takes you through, um, just the different worlds, the different atmospheres. Uh, I believe it's just phenomenal. Uh, and I, I have only gotten about, about an hour and a half in, so I'm just now getting my feet wet with the game, so I'm not going to go too far with that. Uh, but Killzone 3, man, uh, so, so excited to, uh, to dive into that story, see what it's all about, uh, and just... From what I've heard on the internet, uh, watching a few videos on YouTube, there will be a Killzone 4. Uh, I have not, I'm not going to have any spoilers here, uh, but I did spoil it for myself, and I, I've seen some endings to the game, uh, and I believe Killzone 4 is going to happen. I don't know when that will be, 
Uh, I definitely don't know how soon that will be. I know the turnaround time between Killzone 1 and 2 was a lot longer than from 2 and 3. And I believe, personally, in my opinion, the reason for that would have to be the response from Killzone 2. I mean, sure, it was a big, big budget game and people were going to buy it, but as for critic and user reviews, it did not get that good of a review. Um, so I believe the, the reasoning behind that was because of some of the things that I admitted. The story was not good and it just wasn't, you couldn't get involved in it. Um, so hopefully Killzone 4 will come out and it'll finish the story with the fourth one uh, and it'll end up with a bang. So that's Killzone 3. Have been playing that just very briefly. Uh, and then, so I'm going to go ahead and move into the next game that I've been playing. This next game that I've been playing, um, I want to preface uh, saying that I am uh, not much of a fighter a genre gamer. Uh, Super Street Fighter 4, games like that. Uh, that's just to mention some of the most recent ones. I've never been able to get into, and let me explain why. In order to get into a fighter, it's somewhat like if you're a, a, a extremely dedicated MMO player or a extremely dedicated RPG player. If you want to get into a, a fighting game, you have to get down the techniques. Not only do you have to get down the techniques and, and, the, and the button mashes and the combos and that kind of deal, but you have to learn, you have to read up on the characters, uh, w which ones are good against which. Uh, is it a speed character? Is it a power character? There's so much involved that I don't enjoy them enough. Sure, they're fun, they're good to look at. Uh, I don't enjoy the fighting genre enough to really sit down and get on my computer and research uh, like I would have in, in certain games, certain other games that I may want to enjoy more. Um, so I'm saying that to preface what I'm about to say. Marvel versus Capcom 3 is an absolute blast to play. Uh, I, I'm not going to be one to rate games on this show. Uh, if you come back and listen to, to the Gamers Loft uh, podcast, you will not hear me rating games 1 to 10. Uh, that's not my job. That's not what I do. I'm a gamer. Uh, I'm here to have fun, and I'm here to talk about games. But I will say that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is a phenomenal game. Even if you're not an avid fighter genre gamer, I would say pick this up. Uh, wait, wait a couple months, let it drop in price because it will, and pick it up. Um, I want to start off by saying the graphic design in this game, the comic book look, the uh, the way they did the art style in this game. I can't even say uh, exactly everything I want to say about it uh, because there's, there's so many words in my mind right now that I'm thinking about that I could say, uh, except one word, fun. Uh, when you play games nowadays, a lot of people are getting so into uh, the nitty-gritty of, of the games uh, in their they, they focus on the minor things, and they, they forget about the major thing and why we play games, uh, and that's to have fun. Uh, gaming is not my job. Uh, I don't game and get paid. I'm not talking right now to, in my computer and make a podcast because I get paid because I do not. Um, it's a fun. It's not supposed to be a chore, and when I play Marvel versus Capcom 3, it is not a chore at all. This game is so much fun, guys. When when you all of a sudden you start pressing buttons and, and and the beginning of this game obviously I didn't know what I was doing when I first started playing and all of a sudden a massive uh, combo would hit from my character against the computer or if I was playing online vice versa man when you get them the other character your enemy up in the air uh, and you start getting like a fifty four hit combo that is just so fun and the way they visually do it uh, is so many big scenes 
the characters they chose in this game, oh my goodness, so much fun. Uh, if you're a comic book fan, if you're into Marvel uh, comics, if, if you like Capcom games, if you know the characters, you know their backstories, get in this game. Look at the characters. Look at the attacks they have, guys. Uh, it's just wonderful. Uh, absolutely wonderful game. Uh, I've probably put 8 to 10 hours in this game. Definitely going to put a bunch more into it. Uh, very, very, very excited about this game. DLC obviously will be coming out. More characters, more costumes. Uh, it, it will definitely be a, a game that lasts longer than just the couple weeks after the launch day. So if you haven't picked up Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I highly, highly recommend it. Guys, wonderful game. Um, just well done. I mean, all I can say is it's a lot of fun, an absolute blast to play. So I'm going to stop there. I'm not, I'm going to stop gushing about that game. You all know, obviously from the five minutes that I just spent on it, I believe it's a fun game. All right. Last, but definitely not least, um, I'm going to go ahead and throw a Wii game in there because I've been playing this for a couple of hours. I borrowed it from a buddy. I uh, don't know if any of you guys have played this, but the name of the game is Epic Mickey. Uh, the game I know was released, I don't exactly know the release date of this game, but I do know that it came out a little over probably two months ago, I would say, maybe a little, give or take a few weeks. Uh, Epic Mickey. Um, what can I say about this game? I will say there's parts of it that I like, but it's not a game that I see myself finishing. Uh, and and let, me, let me explain why. The game, the story, myself, as probably a bunch of you guys, were fans of Disney back in the day. Uh, obviously, Mickey is a very well-renowned character. Uh, we all know Mickey Mouse, the cartoon, a bunch of the old Disney characters are involved in this game. But all of that is put in the back seat because of how terrible the controls are. Uh, I, I, if you listen to this podcast enough, you will you will probably get the vibe that I'm not much of a Wii fan. I am. I'm a Nintendo fanboy from from the get-go. I love Nintendo. But the controls of some of their games, and this is not a, a Nintendo release. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying some of the games that are released for the Nintendo Wii, the controls for Epic Mickey are absolutely terrible, guys. It's one of those things where the camera will not go where you want it to go. It's an automated camera, so when, when you're going one way, the camera might be looking at you from the right, and it's not a good view, so when you go to jump, you don't realize you got to go further than you really have to, and you end up in a pit, and you end up dying. Not good. Uh, when, when you worry more about where the camera's going to be than you do about accomplishing the goals of the game, you've not been successful, uh, and that is my honest opinion. Uh, Epic Mickey, I'm probably a little less than halfway in. Uh, I am a pretty patient gamer. I will finish a game even if I don't like it just to see uh, how it finishes. Um, example being Final Fantasy XIII. Uh, did not like at all the beginning of that game. Got 30 hours in it, and finally it opened up a little bit, and I enjoyed it thoroughly for the last 10 hours. That's an example. But Epic Mickey, I do not know if I can get past the control issues that this game has to finish it. Uh, the next couple of weeks, I'll let you know if I have finished that game. But as of right now, Epic Mickey, epic fail. And as for games that I've been playing, I believe that wraps it up. So uh, I'm going to go into the next segment of the show, and that is the news.
First thing in the news that I would like to talk about today would definitely be the Gears of War 3 release date that have just, has just been released uh, today, I believe. Today is February 23rd, 2011. Uh, I'm sure it's been out there on the internet before now, but apparently all over the internet today it is stating that Gears of War 3 it will be landing on store shelves September 20th, 2011. Uh, it says here that Microsoft announces simultaneous terribly, terribly messed up that word there, simultaneous worldwide release for Epic Games Xbox 360 exclusive shooter, no beta date yet, there's no beta date yet, so Gears of War 3 coming to store shelves September 20th, 2011, pretty exciting, I like Gears 2 and Gears 1, um, not much, I would say I'm not probably not a fanboy like a lot of people are, uh, I like the game, Gears 2 was, was really good, story was a lot of fun, I, I like the characters, so I'm excited about it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Apparently September 20th will be the day we'll get to go pick that one up and uh, get, give it a whirl. So um, it says here, I'm trying to figure out when it says that it was released, that today, that September 20th was going to be it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, what it says here is that today, uh, February 23rd, Microsoft announced that September 20th it would be released. So if you're interested in Gears 3, you're a Gears fan, um, September 20th, put that on your calendar, check it out. Uh, the next bit of news will be, uh, this one's not too important, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood will hit PCs on March 22nd, uh, not too important there, got that on Xbox 360, was a fun game, multiplayer, very innovative, but uh, not, too, not too excited about that. Dead Space 2 uh, DLC, the Severed DLC drops on March 1st, so that's about a week from uh, today, actually. Uh, two, two more missions will be added on to EA's Dead Space 2. Uh, that'll actually be up on the PSN and Xbox Live for $7. Uh, no plans yet announced for PC. Uh, you guys probably are not interested in this at all, but it definitely notes mentioning Pokemon Black and White uh, will get DS bundles. Big surprise. Uh, you sell millions of a game like Pokemon, you're going to put it with a DS. Um, you're going to sell it. You're going to make tons of money. Another example of Nintendo printing dollar bills. So, anyways. PlayStation Store update. Dragon Age 2, Yakuza 4 demos now available. And the uh, New Vegas DLC all hit PSN this week. And this is February 23rd. So, if you're listening to this very, very, uh, I should say now, you're, that's going to hit the PSN Store. Um, 3DS US Day 1 launch lineup is confirmed. Don't know about you guys, I will definitely go on about the 3DS in a future podcast to kind of get the, the feel and view of my listeners as to if they're interested in the 3DS to even continue talking about it. But it is pretty cool. New DS, 3D technology, very interested to see. Uh, there's been a lot of mixed reviews about it. There's been amazing reviews saying best launch lineup for any handheld ever. And then there's been many reviews saying uh, you look at the screen too long, you get sick. So that's definitely not good. So anyways, uh, here is the U.S. Day 1 launch lineup. Let's see here if I can go ahead and get it. Oh, here we go. First party from Nintendo. Obviously, you're going to have Dogs plus Cats. I uh, don't really understand if that's going to be one game or two. I guess we'll have to find out. Pilot Wings Resort, Steel Diver, Face Raiders, which that's preloaded on the 3DS, as well as the Me Maker. That's also preloaded. Uh, wonderful. 
Wonderful. A meme maker. Just what I wanted. 3DS Day 1 launch lineup, third party. So these are the uh, titles not being published by Nintendo. Asphalt 3D, that is a Ubisoft game. Bust a Move Universe, Square Enix, uh, Combat of Giants, Dinosaurs 3D, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, Madden NFL Football, Pro Evo Soccer 2011, Rayman 3D, Ridge Racer 3D, Samurai Warriors Chronicles, Super Monkey Ball 3D, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, The Sims 3, and last but not least, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. So Ubisoft's got a a bunch of uh, horses in this race. I believe there's five games there from them that will be releasing day one for the 3DS. So if you even cared at all, Nintendo 3DS launch lineup for US. Now for you guys across the pond, I'm sure you guys will get a few more things or maybe a few less than we do. So, uh, the next thing that I thought was interested in, I don't know if you guys play MMOs such as World of Warcraft or the new one Rift, uh, or I guess you would even say Minecraft for that matter if you're interested in that. Uh, There's been a rumor that Bungie's next game is an MMO FPS. Lots of letters I know. Let me go ahead and say what that means. It is a multi-massively online first-person shooter. If I got that wrong, don't bash me too bad. That was a bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, the source is Kotaku.com uh, saying that Bungie's next game could be an MMO first-person shooter. Is this true? Uh, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, uh, MMOs are a huge time sink. Don't have time for them. Dabbled in WoW for a while. Got an 80 warrior. Um, a lot of, I would say a lot of fun. I have a good time doing it, but I'm definitely not going to waste my life away on a MMO. And if you're a fanboy of WoW, I'm not dissing WoW. I just do not want to spend the time that I know it would take to, to, to raid and do that kind of thing. So that's my take on MMOs. Let's move on. Uh, Apple TV getting games. That's what I thought from the beginning when they were going to release this new Flash-based Apple TV until they released that it was very small in capacity. I mean, storage is is was small. Um, MMOFPS, that's what I was talking about. Bungie there, Apple TV getting games. Uh, Activision to acquire Take-Two Gaming. Don't care. Big boys are eating up little boys all over the gaming atmosphere here, it seems like, lately. Um, Halo Reach, the Defiant Map Pack unveiled. Uh, so the DLC, a little map pack for a game uh, called Halo Reach, if you don't know what it is, the newest installment of Halo uh, just my brief opinion on that game. Love it. Uh, one of the best Halo games to date. Uh, and last one by Bungie. Uh, Bungie will not be releasing any more Halo games. Uh, last week, Microsoft announced that a new Halo Reach map pack would be arriving very soon. But it did not offer any comments on the matter. Um, it says the, um, oh, the, the website Halo Destiny posted several low-res images of what looks to be the follow-up to the Noble map pack. Uh, if you don't know what the Noble map pack is, that was the first map pack released for Halo Reach. Uh, it's a DLC map pack, uh, multiplayer map pack. You can get on there and kill your friends. Um, according to Joystick, Condemned takes place on a human ship. Unearthed is a more spacious environment, and Highland sports a massive Covenant ship in the backdrop, seen laying waste to something with its purple beam. Uh, and that little paragraph there was talking about the uh, the, I guess you would say, not a map pack, but more along the lines of content patch there for uh, for some more single-player campaign action. 
so there you go. Halo Reach possibly getting some more DLC. Not confirmed yet, uh, but possibly uh, in the near future. Gran Turismo 5 for the PS3 ships 6.37 million units. Do we care? I uh, have no idea if you guys care. I picked up the game because games like that I'm interested in to see how they turn out. Big Forza 3 fan myself, uh, so definitely wanted to get it just in comparison's sake to see how it compared to Forza 3. Forza 3 to me blows it out of the water. I know a bunch of you PS3 fanboys will not like that. But for me, I mean, it's not about it being on the Xbox or the PlayStation. It's about Forza 3 being a better game. Uh, Forza 3's got a much better interface. Uh, Gran Turismo 5, it seemed like it took me 30 minutes to just get into a race. Uh, if you feel the same way I do, hit me up on Twitter. Send me an email. Uh, anything that I say you don't like or do like, let me know, guys. I want to know. Um, let's see here. What else do we have in the news segment here? Uh, Xbox Live update, just like the PSN update. It'll be Dragon Age 2, Lego Star Wars 3 demos. Hit Xbox Live Marketplace. Uh, let's see here. Oh, shipping out. Let's go ahead and do new releases. Uh, let's see if I can get a list of all of them here. I have them here on my little iPad. Ah, there we go. Here we go. Monday, February 21st. Uh, there's nothing there. I thought there was. Sorry. Uh, Tuesday, February 22nd. Bulletstorm for the PC, 360, and PS3. I'm not going to tell you platforms for each game because that will take forever. Uh, De Blob 2. The Dreamcast Collection. I'm not even going to delve into that. Uh, it's a waste of money. Uh, I think it's three or four games, uh, which uh, two of those are already on Xbox Live as well as the PSN. Fallout New Vegas, Dead Money for the P uh, PS3 and PC. It's already out for the 360. Gray Matter for PC. Killzone 3, Knight's Contract, Radiant Historia, Rec Room Games, Trackmania, and Trackmania Turbo. Wednesday, February 23rd, Bejeweled Blitz Live will come out for the Xbox Live uh, from PopCap Games there. Uh, that should be interesting. Thursday, the 24th, Gemini Rue, PC game. And Friday, uh, you have Painkiller, Redemption, and Trap Dead for the PC. So there are your new releases for the week of February 21st, 2011. Uh, there's a bunch more news here, but again, I could go on and on and on with the news, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, if you have any questions, have any concerns, if I misquoted, misstated, please hit me up on Twitter. Send me an email. Again, the email is gamersloft, G-A-M-E-R-Z-L-O-F-T, at gmail.com. So that wraps up the news section. Next segment, I'm going to tease you a little bit. I'm going to practice my radio skills here. Next segment we're going to go over is multiplayer becoming the new single player. Find out on the other side. What do you mean, multiplayer becoming the new single player? Ah, let me explain what I mean. The next segment of the show each week will be myself coming up with a controversial discussion, should I say. Um, it'll be a time of the show where I come up with a statement or a question or a, a theme that may be going on in the gaming universe, and we discuss it for about 10, 
to 15 minutes. Uh, very simple, very easy, uh, and it's a great show to get feedback, a great time of the show to get feedback. Uh, bring in other people on Skype. Let them, let them talk about what they think it, it may be in the world of gaming. So, uh, anyways, let's delve into this first one here. Uh, this one could be a little rough uh, around the edges. I've done my research. Uh, I, I have some, a few points that I want to hit on, so uh, let's go on into it. Um, is multiplayer becoming the new single player? Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, there's there's been a lot of games lately that have been released that uh, there's probably been I'd say 25 to 50 percent of the audience that buy that game I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there Call of Duty Black Ops is one of those games I believe uh, where you just get the game for the multiplayer uh, it is no longer uh, you go home you pop the game in and, and and you boot up the campaign uh, I believe if I took a poll uh, and, and if this was you hit me up on Twitter send me an email let me know um, if if you get the game, you pop the game in, you, you skip right over that single-player option, you scroll down to multiplayer, you boot up Xbox Live, and you start going online. Um, and what I mean by is multiplayer becoming the new single-player, it's becoming a trend now in gaming that if you don't have a good multiplayer uh, incorporated in your game that you release nowadays... Uh, you're missing out. I mean, the new age of technology, uh, the way we're connected, the way the Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and I'm not even going to dive into what Nintendo's doing right now with the friend code. It's terrible. But with, with PS3 and Xbox 360, you have an ample opportunity. It doesn't matter uh, if your internet connection is as slow as uh, it used to be. Obviously, you can't do it on a dial-up. Um, but it's become so much more available to a widespread audience now that there's so many more people on live and on the PS network um, that it's almost hilarious to think that there's there's millions of people playing games online 10 years ago. I know everybody listening is like, dude, this has happened for years now. I understand that. But think about 10 years ago. None of this was, you know, sure the technology was in the making, but none of this happened. You you get on games now, and, and it's so easy. You know, you put your headset on, you're talking to your friend uh, across, you know, on the East Coast, if you're living in the West Coast, and vice versa. It, it is so interesting to look back at, at how far gaming has come uh, on a multiplayer front. Uh, and, and I just really believe nowadays that if it's a game that, that is viable for a multiplayer section, if you don't have it... Um, your game is not going to do as well as it sh should, and it's definitely not going to get the critic critic reviews that a lot of other games get due to their multiplayer segment. Um, let's say they release COD Black Ops without multiplayer. All right, let's just imagine a world where that happens. Do you think that games get that game's going to get nine fives and tens like it, it got uh, across the, the the critic board? No, no way, no way it's going to do that. No way. Um, that's the game essentially. Sure, they have an eight-hour campaign, which myself personally, as I said at the beginning of the show, enjoyed it very, very much. Did not even get on live with COD Black Ops until I finished the campaign. Um, but the multiplayer is what people are after. That, that's what they're going for. Uh, that's where they can talk with their buddies. Uh, that's where they can uh, strategize. That's that's where the, the glory is, uh, uh, to, to say, to, to lack of better terms, um, is, is online. There's leaderboards. Uh, there's statistics, uh, there's kills, there's deaths. You get to see if you're better than the people that are playing this game in their own living rooms. It's a sense of competition. Uh, America, not just America, around the world, it's, it's about com competition. Uh, you want to know if you're 
better than, than your next door neighbor. Uh, you want to know where you stack up, and, and, and you get to see with leaderboards and such where you stack up with gamers across the world. And that, to me, is so, so amazing. Um, and back to, to the concept that I brought up, is multiplayer becoming the new single player? I don't necessarily think that it is, but I do believe it's becoming to a point to where the multiplayer side of games are becoming just as important as the single player. Uh, you look at a game like Uncharted 2, one of the best single player campaigns that I believe personally, again guys, all this is my opinion, so please don't go bash me. Uh, you know, If you're going to send me a voicemail or a message on an email saying that I suck and that I don't know what I'm talking about, don't waste your time. I'm not going to read it, and it's not worth your time. I want good, constructive criticism. In my opinion, Uncharted 2, one of the best stories in a game to ever be released. And I'm an old-school gamer, guys. I'm 24 years old. Uh, obviously, that's young uh, for some. But I remember the days of the uh, NES, SNES, uh, PlayStation 1, the Sega Dreamcast, uh, all of those gaming systems, guys. Uh, I remember way back. So I'm saying from that far back till now, Uncharted 2 undoubtedly is one of the best single player games to ever be released uh, as far as story and involvement. Uh, Nathan Drake, one of my favorite all-time characters, the story in that game, I can't even express to you guys how much I love that story uh, and where the, the graphic scenes and some of the cut scenes, uh, the twists and the turns and, and the story arc, wonderful. All I'm saying is, there was a multiplayer in Uncharted 2. Do they, or did they need to in, incorporate a multiplayer in Uncharted 2? Uh, you know what? I think the game would be great without it. But you know what? In today's world, if you come out with a big budget game such as Uncharted 2 uh, and all the other larger games that have been coming out lately, if you don't incorporate some type of multiplayer aspect, you know what? I don't know if I don't, don't know if your game will stack up. Sure, Uncharted 2 would have because of the the, the knockout of the ballpark single player that it had. Um, but I still believe you've got to have a stellar multiplayer, especially with the FPS or a, a adventure game uh, such as Uncharted 2. Um, now let's go on the flip side of that. Let's uh, let's go on the flip side of what I just said. Is this trend in gaming starting to hurt? Some games. Let me explain what I mean by that. Are developers feeling as if they have to include... And you probably just heard me beat on my desk. There's a little enthusiasm there. Do developers feel like they have to incorporate multiplayer? Um, uh, it's totally slipped my mind now. There's a couple games that I wanted to mention in this segment that uh, have incorporated multiplayer just because. Uh, and what I mean by that is it you get to play the single player and you're like man what a wonderful gem of a game this is and then you go to play the multiplayer side of the game and you're like was was the same people working on this side of the game did, did they contract this out to a agency who's never played a game in their life uh what worries me is is developers may forget about the single player side of, of a game and just focus on multiplayer when the game would be wonderful just working on the single-player aspect. Uh, so, you know, I am a huge component opponent of multiplayer action in games. Love it. Um, you know, I'm actually a PlayStation Network Plus member, Xbox Live Gold member, and I even dabble in some online stuff on the Wii with, with, with Super Smash Brothers and whatnot. But, you know... 
I still believe there's games out there today, and, and maybe this is the, my old school mentality, um, that can just be released as single player campaigns and still be a phenomenal game. If you disagree, if you agree with me, um, let me know. Let me know what you think about this, guys. What, what, where are you, where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on, you know, single player, multiplayer, and how it's incorporated, and whether or not it's incorporated correctly, or if it even ruins a game, uh, if it's just thrown in there? What do you think, guys? What do you think? Um, so that's my spill. Spill on that. Uh, I'm not going to go any further into that. Just a a, a idea, a thought uh, to kind of see what you guys feel about multiplayer in games. So the next segment, I've got one more thought on gaming uh, for this week's show, and I want to know what you guys think. Is something that has been happening very prevalently in today's game, in today's games. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, and, and I will tell you what that is on the other side of this break. All right. Uh, here's the uh, last segment of the show, guys. Um, and it'll just be a brief few moments of me expressing uh, some concern, I guess you would say, about the gaming industry as a whole uh, and what I feel about this topic. So, the topic that I want to discuss for a few minutes is not necessarily DLC, downloadable content, but the way it's distributed and how it's going about. Uh, what brought this to my attention is there's a new game being released called Bulletstorm. Haven't played it, seen some trailers online, watched some, some gameplay on YouTube. Uh, know uh, and understand that it's probably going to be a really good game with some really fun content. Uh, but what worries me and, and what brought this to my attention about DLC is this, is developers are now releasing games, and then the day of release, they're also announcing DLC. And what I mean by this is they're releasing a game, and then on the release day, uh, which I don't know exactly when the release day was for uh, Bulletstorm, but I do know this, the day it was released, the developers announced paid DLC. And what I mean by paid DLC is, it's not like the developers are saying, oh, guys, you know, you bought my game, you get this free costume or this free weapon or this free map pack. Uh, that is not at all uh, what happened. Uh, it's a situation to where the developer said, all right, guys, uh, here in a couple weeks, we're going to release DLC for this game that just came out. So you're probably not going to be through halfway through the game uh, if you're a average gamer who has a real life and actually have to do stuff. But in two weeks, we're going to release some DLC, and it will be ten bucks. Or you know, I'm not saying the Bulletstorm DLC was ten bucks because I don't believe it was, but it was still paid DLC. All right. So what worries me about this situation is that it's downloadable content. I love it. I'm a huge, huge supporter of DLC. I believe it's one of the best things that have happened to gaming uh, in in this the past decade. Uh, it's so much fun to have a game such as Fallout New Vegas and then in a couple months be able to get content fed to you, whether it's paid or free. I'm okay with that. As long as it's a substantial amount of content, it's got some meat to it, and it's got some gameplay that is enthralling and it adds to the game, the original game. Um, but when you got developers coming out with games and then they're releasing DLC the, the day of, of release, that to me is, is reason for concern. That to me is saying, you know what, we've had this bundled up on disc or we have it somewhere in the back burner on a hard drive somewhere but you know what we're going to sell the game for 60 bucks uh the economy is terrible right now but you know what we're going to gouge them for five more bucks for some dlc that you know what we probably could have included on disc anyways um that to me is 
is terrible. Uh, that's not a good business model. If, if, if you're anywhere in business, uh, Starbucks, for example, is not going to sell you a coffee. And then if you want whipped cream that they already had, they're not going to charge you an additional dollar after you've done got your coffee and put the lid on it. They're going to include that in the game, and if they have to, include that in the cost. That's fine. I understand that. But you cannot be successful by releasing a by releasing a game and then same day releasing downloadable content, which the consumer then has to go out and shell out more money. I don't care if it's three bucks. Three bucks is three bucks. Include the stuff on the dang disc. Uh, is my opinion, and I love gaming, the gaming industry itself. I love the way it works. I love the ins and outs of how you, you know you develop a game, then you gotta have a publisher to publish it. Uh, it's wonderful. I, I love it. Uh, it. It's just so much fun to, to keep track of who's who and and what they're developing and what they're publishing and, and who bought who. It's just so much fun. Uh, but on the flip side of that, why? Why do you release DLC the same day you release the game? It's dumb. It, it is absolutely dumb. Uh, and, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't agree with it at all. So that's my rant for today. Uh, DLC on release day. Terrible, terrible idea. Um, it's just one of those things in gaming where you're like, why in the world would you do that? So, um, developers, if you're listening, which you're probably not, uh, please to me, do not release DLC the same day you release the game. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you know how you can get in touch with me. Uh, if you want to email the show, uh, it is gamersloft at gmail.com. G-A-M-E-R-Z-L-O-F-T at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, get Twitter updates. Hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me at gamersloft. Same deal. G-A-M-E-R-Z-L-O-F-T. Uh, I will put a uh, phone number in the show notes here uh, that you can call me to get yourself on the show. You want to be a guest on the show, you want to talk about games, you're a gamer, you love them, let me know. be more than happy to hit you up on Skype, get you on the show. Uh, so for today, guys, uh, it's been a great show. Uh, the inaugural Gamers Loft podcast show, number one. Hope to improve upon this, guys. Very excited to see what the fan base is. I'm out. What you want, but not what you need.